Welcome to the Globe Trotten ADs. This podcast is for you, athletic directors, activity coordinators, coaches, and program associates based in international schools around the world. The Globe Trotten ADs is proudly hosted by Nick DeForest from the American International School Vienna and Matt Fleming from the American International School of Budapest. Here they are now, Nick and Matt and the Globe Trotten ADs. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Globe Trotten ADs. We're very excited to get going with uh, this podcast. It's the first of a series that we're going to try to do on a new section for the NIAAA. Uh, it's a new course that's going to be offered for international school athletic directors or those who are interested in this area. And it's uh, 910, which is the official title for the NIAAA. And it, today's section of 910 is entitled Dealing with Unexpected Events. So we're going to dive into that a little bit and find out what this new course, these particular areas are covering. And uh, we're happy to have some interesting guests with us from around the world, as usual. Uh, but before we get into that, I'm going to throw it over to my partner, Nick. How are we doing, Nick? In Vienna. Yes, thanks, Matt. We're not together for this one. We're we're back in our basements on on Zoom, but it's a good one. We're gonna get right into it. I'm excited to have three new guests uh, on the show, but not new to us. Uh, Matt and I know you guys f- for a while, but we have Dave Getz, who is the executive head of activities at AIS uh, Johannesburg in South Africa. Then we have Scott Fitzgerald, activities and athletics director at the Cairo American College in Egypt, and Juan Santa Maria, the Athletics and Student Activities Director at, excuse me Juan, correct me after this, Escuela Internacional San Pedrana in Honduras. You did well. Really? Okay. Muy bien. Not bad. All right. Well, yeah, Juan, uh, Scott, and uh, Dave, thanks for, thanks for taking the time. Awesome. Thank you. Gracias. Okay, well, dealing with unexpected events, um, 9-10, let's... Uh, Dave, can you just kind of give us an outline of, of your course, the main sections of, of what uh, people can expect? Sure. Thank you, Nick. Um, I'll kick this off. Uh, greetings from South Africa. It, uh, it's been cold and cloudy lately here, but we're getting over that. Usually it's sunny. Um, as we know, um, we all as ADs put a lot of time planning our events and, and we we, we often do a great job of that. However, there are unexpected things that can occur that can have profound impacts on, on the outcome of your event, on the students, the faculty, the school, the communities. How we react as athletic directors is important to, to ensure the best possible outcome from these unexpected events. So what we did here is we, uh, we decided we'd, we'd make some example categories of unexpected events. And we have political unexpected events, like let's say civil unrest, terrorism, elections, those kinds of things. Uh, security, like uh, theft, loss of funds, um, even a loss of a student. Um, inclement weather, cyclones, earthquakes, tsunamis, etc. Um, medical issues, uh, we're living in a, in a pandemic, so that's high on the list, but there can be viruses, uh, pathogens, and student injuries. 
personal family emergencies can come up for individuals that are a part of your, your event. And then um, logistical issues, like let's say an airline liquidation after you've purchased all your tickets uh, or sudden need to alter travel plans for other reasons. These are some of the categories. Um, final category would have been some student issues that we're probably more used to and happen a little bit more frequently, like behavior problems, curfew violations, alcohol, tobacco, drug violations, wow. things like that. We're then proposing to get into some case studies on actual events that, that have happened around the world that we're aware of. We, th we think that this is gonna be a really interesting part of our section where all of the participants in the course can get together in small groups and uh, analyze a case study and come up with maybe how they would deal with it and then perhaps compare it to how the actual AD on site dealt with it at the time. Um, so we think that that's gonna be a lively and interesting part of our course. Um, then we, we I guess the third and final sort of area of our course gets into categories of mitigation and, and action. Um, and uh, there's, there's various categories that we've, uh, we've I, uh, sort of identified like collaboration with the leadership team, um, risk assessment documents, emergency action plans, faculty crisis training clinics, and then finally tips and techniques for the athletic director, which is more of a fourth category yeah. and final category in, in, our, um, in our section. So, that, so that's the basic outline. Um, I'll pass it back over to the uh, esteemed disc jockeys that are leading us here. <laughs> As I say, this is full on, this is great. Um, you know, and how you're gonna pack that all into a one-hour presentation is going to be quite interesting because that's a lot. And, you know, as, as us as ADs, we've, we've been through these types of things. And I'm sure there's other stories out there we can hear about and learn from. And I look forward to hearing that eventually down the road. But, uh, you know, maybe before we get into the other nuts and bolts, maybe you can, guys can, the three of you can kind of walk us through the process because I know there's other groups of ADs who've been working on other topics related to 910. But maybe if one of you guys, before we get a little deeper, just talk us a little bit about the process you guys went through to kind of arrive at the topics you're going to discuss or the outline that you came up with for this particular section. Good afternoon. This is Scott in Cairo, beautiful sunny Cairo. So welcome to this great podcast with Nick and Matt. We did, what happened with our group is I thought it would, we had a very nice working relationship with the four of us, Jason and Juan and Dave and I. And we, we started meeting on Wednesday nights and we just, we got right to it. You know, it's the, it's the way I think we are, we're busy people. And so we said, okay, let's write, after the first meeting, we went back and said, if someone write a course outline, I said, I'll write a course outline. So I write, you know, without putting a lot of detail, tried to do it in three paragraphs, just a unexpected events section outline. And then Dave, you know, he's very good at, deciphering things and putting stuff in order. And he, and he took that and he added some bullet points and he expanded on it. And then we met again and we looked at that and it was, it was kind of just what we wanted and we had it nailed down. And then when we had those online meetings, we'd be on the computer and writing, Dave or I would be writing and we'd be talking it up between the four of us. And we came up with 
an outline that we thought works. You know, Dave just went through it with you and we, yeah. we assigned some tasks about the categories about, and then we assigned us each to write different scenarios. And we think the scenarios are gonna be a real powerful part of the course for the, for the ADs who take it. And we wrote these cool scenarios and we talked about them. And, and that's what, what, what I thought was the powerful part of us putting together this course and there it is on paper and we've sent yeah. it in to start it at the uh, NIAAA and I think it'll be cool. good, but it needs some tweaking yeah. and then it should be, like you guys said, it, there's, there's enough here to do almost the whole course, but yeah. you know, we'll get it into 45 minutes. Yeah, that's going to be the interesting thing. I think when all this stuff comes back to the NIAAA, like, is it really only one, going to be one course? All these, all this information that's coming back is, you know, we know what, what the job entails and what we've been through, but I think it, for them on their, their side of the, you know, their side of the globe and dealing with what they do, it's quite, we know it's quite different, but it's uh it's going to be tough just to squash this all into one course. So it's going to be interesting to see how we do it. That was our, that was our take as a group of four going through this. We're like, this could be a whole yeah, course. For sure. But I mean, I'm sure the other six people in writing this course are saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I thought that when I got through our section, like, <laughs> there's no way we're going to be able to cover just this, sure. these three bits in one hour. So, which is the exciting part of it, because I think that uh, can offer more for the organization, more for us as international ADs. And I think, you know, there, there's a lot of good stuff that can be dug into. Yeah. And everybody will benefit from it eventually. Juan and Dave, did I miss anything in that recap of how we put this this little uh, work together? I think so. Um, adding that the four of us have different have different backgrounds, uh, different places. We are from different places in, in here in the world, and uh, it just gives so interesting perspectives, right? Like I have to deal with hurricanes every year. We even had two in a in a time frame of of two weeks, um, and also uh, a lot of brainstorming. There was a lot of brainstorming between the four of us, mm -hmm. and as you said, as you mentioned, Scott, it was just uh, great working with you three guys and having a a very good professional uh, time together right well yeah and uh let me just jump in um I, i'm just gonna play on something that matt was hitting on uh which was that there's an awful lot of content here and and perhaps the, the course could be split into two or three in the future uh it'll be easier for us to delete a lot of our a lot of the uh, the content and uh you know at least we'll have it for for the time that when we perhaps want to expand another course, yeah, it just goes to show how much uh, how much is out there and how much knowledge there is amongst us, and and, and how interesting all, it all is. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Hey, um, before before we go um, any further, uh, I apologize because I wanted to introduce the other member who's not with us who couldn't make it tonight for the, the um, for the podcast, but Jason Cuthbert. Uh, the fourth member of your group, the uh, athletics director at the American School of Warsaw. Um, so, hey, Jason, um, sorry you couldn't be with us uh, tonight, but um, sometime soon, I hope. Yeah, we'll, we'll get him another time for sure. Yeah, absolutely.
He's not too far away from from us. Right. So unlike uh, Juan over there in uh, Central America, it's a little bit different. But... <laughs> Well, we'll track them down eventually. These things happen, right? These unexpected events happen all over. But I mean, this is like a hot topic course, right? So what's I don't know, is it what's the key event or what did you guys indicate that maybe might be relevant, the most relevant? Like Dave, you just mentioned you're going to maybe cut some things out. So would it be one of those sections? Like what's the well, I, I think what you're hitting at is, is what's the most important takeaway for ADs that would take this section of the course. And I think the, the, the most important takeaway was what we'll put in our so-called title page, I suppose, which is expect the unexpected. Um, the more planning you can do for, for things that you just completely wouldn't expect uh, will help you in, in times when when something actually does happen. I mean, how, many, how often do we expect an earthquake or um, political unrest to happen? We don't really think that's gonna happen. But we know through experience that occasionally, you know, it happens. Yeah. And, and if we can be planned for that, I think that's the biggest takeaway for ADs. If we can plan for that and have emergency action plans ready for these situations, then we're better off in the end. Yeah, cool. And I, I'm smiling because, Scott, I'm looking at you when you, Dave mentioned political unrest. You know, the case studies, you said they happened. So you actually, you didn't make them up like we have in 904, you know, made up case studies. You actually have case studies that happen. So maybe, Scott, are you, the, are you a, or is Cairo one of the case studies that happened maybe? We had <laughs> one of the case studies and one was a story from when I was in Beirut 20 something years ago as a case study, but it could have happened in Cairo mm -hmm. where a child was lost in the souk. And, you know, whether when a group was visiting, whether it could be at a tournament and we're walking around the souk in Cairo, which we've done with, our, with teams, or at that point, it was a trip that was in, in Damascus and we walked around the souk. But yeah, super interesting. And I think getting back to what Dave was saying about the, the takeaways from this, from this course, the other thing that we thought was so strong is that you need to engage the, the senior leadership team when these things happen. You need to do that sooner than later. That's the biggest takeaway for an AD. If an AD does delays doing that, they could find themselves not in a place they want to be. So, so get with your leadership team, get them on board. Because one, one of the things that came up, one of my stories in the case study was one here in Cairo, but it was just about a, a coach who didn't get his visa the night before we're leaving. And so we're leaving to go to London to an ISST tournament and the girls soccer coach doesn't get their visa and the uproar that caused because he was, you know, a national team coach who worked with all the girls for years and, and we put another coach with them. We did the best thing we could for the students. We did the right thing. I engaged the leadership team right away to do that and we right. did it with them. And, you know, we got it solved. Not everyone was completely happy, but we did the best thing for protecting the students and getting sure. that trip to go. So anyway. There's a few Nick, other ones. I don't, I don't know the rest of them offhand. Dave or Juan could do that. Nick, I, I want to add something yeah. to what Dave and Scott are saying. For me, the biggest takeaway is that that ADs will have the right mentality, methodology, or create a methodology or system to prepare for unexpected events. That you have to be ready in this position, in this job, to be ready to deal with unexpected events. Yeah. 
So have the mentality, have set up, have your systems in place, your protocols in place, because every time you get out of your office or your program goes somewhere, you need to be ready. Because anything that you can think that could happen can happen. So I don't yeah. know. So that's my that's my biggest uh, takeaway. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So it's it's a mindset you have to have when you're going mindset, to a yeah. long weekend tournament. I mean, it, it's a it, it could deal with housing issues. It could deal with referees not showing up. It could be um, right. teams not have enough players. Like all these adjustments you need to make. So flexibility is a huge key. I think being even keeled, even minded for everything, open minded, um, and having that thought process of you're just you're always going to try to do its best yeah. and just try to be as calm as possible, be the calming force in the chaos. It's not easy to do, of course, uh, but that, I think that's an important thing to keep in mind too. If when these things happen, these these things go haywire, and and being the calming force for there's so many people that are impacted when these things happen and they, they know they got to have somebody that they can go to for clear answers and, and, and something that's going to keep them calm as well, especially if you have right. a coach who's in charge of a group of kids, right? They, yeah. they need to know that they got something they can count on. But what I find really interesting is that, you know, let's say all of these unexpected events, they've happened. They've happened to somebody. In Vienna, we haven't had to worry about political unrest, one, but I know someone who has. And then natural disasters, you know, like you, you, one, you mentioned hurricanes that they happen almost every year. You have to like, it's funny, like when does an unexpected event become expected? You know, like how, you know, when you prepare so much, then it, oh, okay, hurricane. Well, I know what to do. Um, it, it just, it just happened uh, last week in our country. We don't get tremors or earthquakes. Mm -hmm. We don't. Salvador, Guatemala, the neighboring countries, neighbor. Yes, they do. We got one after 20 years wow. and all of us, superintendent from the everybody, maintenance, everybody, coaches, uh, teachers were like, what do we do? Oh, okay. So we go out. Where do we go out? And it was just like, oh, we need to review again the red book for emergencies <laughs> uh, because we're not used to, to that. And, and it, it brought me again to what we were doing in the course. We need to be ready. It can happen anytime, right. anytime. Right. Well, if a hurricane comes through Budapest, Juan, I'm calling you. you you're so calling you're me. Yeah. <laughs> if, a blizzard, if a snow blizzard happens, I will call you, call you and, first. and Nick. Yeah. Dave, what about uh, what about you down down south? Um, have you had to, you know, personally deal with any unexpected events down there? Sure, but I'll take you to one that uh, happened in Asia. The, the ones that have, I've got a couple of good ones actually for Africa. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about them yet, um, but uh, <laughs> the, the, here's a good one, and it's a well-known one. Um, I think about 2000, 2002 uh, was when the Bali bombing happened. Um, an Abu Chakra type. Al-Qaeda group um, bombed some nightclubs in Bali at a time when the, the, it was peak season, holiday season, and Bali's a popular destination for Australian tourists. I think about 200 and plus plus uh, people died in that bombing. About 80 of them were Australians. 
and and the the repercussions of that were that uh, the capital Jakarta, which is also in Indonesia, it's like, you know it's a two three hour flight away. Um, it, it's far away, but um, we were supposed to fly. Um, they were to host uh, an international soccer tournament called IASIS Soccer, um, and we were supposed to go there from Malaysia. Um, the uh, school heads got together after that, and despite the fact that the host AD and school head really appealed for everyone to keep calm and, and to mm-hmm. uh, keep the tournament in Indonesia, uh, the fact that the U.S. Embassy put a travel, uh, a travel advisory, a warning rather, on Indonesia was enough to have the majority of school heads refuse to go. So we were faced with the prospect of canceling this ICEA tournament, which would have been a first. Um, so instead, that tournament was transferred to, to Malaysia, where I was working, um, and that had to happen basically overnight. Um, you know, within a week, uh, all of the, the gear from the tournament was brought over. Uh, the T-shirts and everything had Jakarta written on them, but the they, kids yeah. got them in Malaysia, you know. Sure, sure. Uh, the, the the trophies were, were were Indonesian carvings. <laughs> you know, it was uh, every they had they had bought and everything. They just packed it up and brought it. And all the the, the ads had to go into fast gear and um, I suppose uh, uh, figure out how to how to get their teams rather than flying to Indonesia. They had yeah. to fly to Malaysia, and so the, the tournament happened. I guess it was in two thousand ish but yeah the, it, it was a one of these examples where um, people needed to really do an about face and rebook their tickets right. the host school had to figure out referees uh, you know host families the whole thing uh, re- everything on on a moment's notice um, and we did it successfully so you know it was a pretty good moment and it was a pretty successful example of how schools can pull together and make quite a bad moment into a decent moment. Cool. Yeah, very cool. Well, we don't we don't want to give it all away, right? We don't want to give any spoiler or spoiler. <laughs> you have to take the course still. Yeah, you have to take nine. Days. <laughs> but but don't um, worry, we got plenty of examples. <laughs> we're, we're going to talk about them all. No one's going to remember. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think this is a great start for the nine ten. In general, like uh, I, I think you know, the, the group of people that have been brought together for this particular section, and we'll get into the other sections later, uh, bring a wealth of experience, and I think we're on a, a, a great path in terms of what this this section is going to bring. And I'm sure uh, Jason, who couldn't be with us tonight, I'm sure he's got a lot more to add as well. So um, before we kind of wrap it up, do you think there's anything we're we're missing here, or is there? Maybe something else we didn't hit on you'd like to, without giving anything away for the course itself. Um, if you got anything you think we're, we're, we haven't covered, uh, fire away, let us know. No, I, I think we're, we're very enthusiastic about this, this topic, especially now that we, lived, we are living during a pandemia and we have to expect anything happening. Um, I think, uh, I don't know how CISA doing or the organization where Scott or Dave uh, schools are part of. We are restarting again events. 
-hmm. We're working a lot with protocols here in ASCA and ABSH. ABSH is the Honduran uh, conference. And um, it's just incredible how you have to plan and think about all the different variables that you can have. Mm -hmm. So having that mentality will be critical in order to be successful this for the following two, three years, or maybe more. So this course will be definitely something good to have uh, to to take for for ADs. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. And I think we're we're living this unexpected events every day. This Saturday we're having our first time of visiting schools come back in oh. for the past eighteen months. So I've created a document that's you know guidelines for visiting teams, and we're gonna have every player fill out an online questionnaire and they're coming in and we're going to have them checked by the nurse and they're only visiting three locations on the campus. We're doing it on a Saturday morning when very few people are there and we're letting no spectators in, no parents of ours and no parents of theirs. Mm -hmm. But we're having a game and I think that's cool. progress. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Hey, look, look forward to hearing about that. I don't know if you give us a recap later. We, we can do that. For you. <laughs> that's, that's positive news. I'm happy to hear about that. Yeah, that, that is pretty, that is huge. Uh, we haven't had a, a game in a year and a half, so I hope that works out for you, Scott. I did see your paperwork on, on the mitigation, um, I suppose, things that you're going to do yeah. to pull that off, and I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, it's been exciting to work on, and tomorrow we're going to do a game with the, our teams, and we are letting a few parents in. Our JV will play our varsity girls, our JV boys just to do a little bit of a trial and get put people in uniforms and let them have a look, pretend what it's like to have a game again. Yeah. And then we have these pretty quick, you know, both teams coming at once, boys and girls playing for an hour and a half cool. on Saturday morning. So on we go. It, it's, yeah. That's a great thing to, to put back in place. Some excitement, right? Some excitement around the campus, something going on, whether there's parents or not, you know, it's cool. Very cool. Well, listen, not, not off the NIAAA totally, um, but the, the conference coming up in December, um, you, you three, I think would would go normally in a normal year. But uh, have you looked into if you can make it this year, and what would it be like flying from from where you are, or are you definitely not attending? Dave, what do you think? You go first. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm about ninety percent there. I just have to figure out some details in terms of COVID. I can get there. Yeah. Uh, I, I just have to do a COVID test before getting on the flight here within seventy two hours, a negative test, and then I. I don't know exactly what happens when I arrive in the States, but I, I've been fully vaccinated, so I don't think that's a problem. Then I would need another COVID test to leave the United States to get on the flight. Mm -hmm. And no problem coming back into South Africa. The, you know, it's, it's Africa. can <laughs> <laughs> rock up, no problem. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good to hear. Juan, what about you? I mean, you're the closest, I think, of all of us, right? Oh, yeah. I'm only two hours away from the United States. Yeah. Um, uh, no problem. Same. I'm, I'm like Dave, 90% sure that I'm going. Mm -hmm. Still working on some details. My superintendent, she will come back to school. She's working on some stuff. She's going to come back this week, at, at Friday. Mm -hmm. So, but I think I'm going. Um, it's easy for me. We, uh, we just do an antigen test cool. 72 hours or less before we go. Then when, when I'm returning to Honduras, yeah. I don't have to do anything because I'm already vaccinated. 
So uh, it's super easy. I mean, no problem here. Scott, I think you may have a different answer. No, I am. Um, I'm in. I booked my oh. ticket today. Oh wow! Wow. I booked my ticket today. It's exciting. I wish That's I had done cool. this sooner, Nick. And um, we can get out of Cairo. I, mean, yeah. I would be going back to the United States anyway. Um, so yeah yeah, yeah cool. i'm excited i wish i'd been able to do this sooner but i'm gonna go this year oh, that's awesome that's see great. you guys whoever else is there thank cool. you yeah very cool i'm i'm still not sure actually because i just found out uh this week that um although canadians can fly into the u.s um if you live in the schengen region right now you can't without uh an exception so i'm trying to work some work some magic the guys at the NIAAAF. uh Got re- got me a letter right away, um, so I'm going to apply for that exception uh, this week. So fingers crossed for me. Yeah, yeah. We hope to see you there. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely planning on going. Um, I submitted all my paperwork to the administration, so I'm just waiting to hear back. I, I'm assuming it's going to be a go because it's a regular thing for me. But uh, I'm cool. just waiting to hear back. But getting in and out of the country for me won't be a problem. No. Yeah, you got you American guys. Easy. Yeah. Coach Evaluator is the premier coach evaluation software for schools and athletic organizations and preferred coach evaluation solution of the NIAAA and the Positive Coaching Alliance. The system is completely customizable with an always growing evaluation template library for athletic directors to reference. There are not only evaluations for ADs to use, but also self-evaluations and parent player evaluations of coaches. Learn more about digitizing and simplifying your coach evaluation process by visiting www.coachevaluator.com. Mention Globetrotten ADs to receive a $200 discount on the yearly rate. Cookery are a global multi-sport clothing brand specializing in providing the world's most prestigious schools with bespoke made and designed team uniforms for students of all standards and abilities. If you are frustrated by inconsistent colors, branding, costs, and sizing across your school's uniforms, then it's time to discuss an offering where every sport is available from softball to soccer for male and female athletes at rates to suit your budget. To find out how Cookery could elevate the apparel of your student athletes to a professional level, email the team at contact at cookerysports.com. A dedicated sales manager will offer you a quote today. Mention this ad and receive a special offer on your coach or PE staff order. Yeah, so we'll, well, hopefully if all goes well, we'll all see you guys there in person in a few short months. So, but until we get to there, um, you know, one of the regular segments when we have our guests on where they're from, from the various parts of the world, we always like to ask them a little something about where they're from. Uh, a little bit about the best thing they think about the place they're located in, whether it's uh, the locale, the food, something to see, something to drink, something to uh, something we should know about that maybe might not be quite as popular as you might know about that particular place. So um, we'll just go around just to ask you guys what's what's something really cool about where you're at and and tell us about it. So we'll start with uh, Scott Cairo. I'm in beautiful Cairo, Egypt, and it's, there's a reason why this is the playground of Europe. And I think Upper Egypt is amazing. I think the, the mountains of the Lower Sinai might be one of the nicest places 
you will go on earth and see and drive through those beautiful mountains and walk up Mount St. Catherine. Cool. I think way down in the South Red Sea below Masa Alam might be the night one of another really super nice place. But Egypt has a lot. I mean, I missed, you could go to Siwa Oasis. You can, it's just so much. And when you go to Abu Simbel and you, you're just awestruck at looking up at those, those monuments that they have moved onto dry land from the middle of Lake Nassau. This whole place is amazing. So come to Egypt. Oh. Okay. I haven't been to any of those places. I've been to Egypt, uh, Cairo twice, uh, and I've seen a lot of great things, but nothing on that list. So that's good. When people come to Cairo, I try to tell them that pay the 200 LE and walk under the pyramid to me because when is the next time you're going to get the chance? Yeah. Yeah. Did that. Yeah, absolutely. We'll do that next time, Nick. Yep. For sure. For sure. I've only been to Sharm El Sheikh. It was great, though. Well, let's let's right. travel far farther down. Uh, stay stay yeah. on the continent, Dave. What about you? Okay. Well, I'm in Johannesburg, South Africa. Um, look, uh, just an hour and a half out of the city, uh, you can go to Planisburg National Park, which is one of the many uh, game reserves here, and uh, it's seriously like Jurassic Park when you go through those gates. Uh, there's just uh, incredible animals in there. Uh, and they're not hard to find. Um, packs of wild dogs, lions, cheetahs, elephants, the whole thing. Yeah. They've got the big five in many parks here, and okay. Planisburg is one. If you want to go a little bit further, you can go to Kruger, Kruger National Park, which is the biggest uh, game reserve in Africa. Um, again, fantastic stuff in there. Um, Interesting thing about that park is that uh, illegals coming from Mozambique like to run through that park if oh. they can. They don't always make it. There's the lion issue, but <laughs> you know, wow, like, yeah. But, but it, it, it's incredible the 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 tourism opportunities in South Africa and the game reserves are probably a, a highlight of that. Cool. But it is not restricted to that. Uh, you've got great surfing, um, just awesome mountain biking, whatever. South Africans do it. It's a great place. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, traveling again. Oh my God, I'm ready. Oh, really? <laughs> it makes me hungry. It makes me hungry for it. Juan, don't be shy. Compete with that. What is, can Honduras compete with those two? Oh yeah, it's different. It's yeah. just a different, yeah. you know, uh, I'm from San Pedro Sula, Honduras, mm -hmm. the second city uh, the second biggest city in the country. So the first thing is uh, Bay Islands, Viviency. You can imagine the, sand, the coconuts, the water, so transparent, blue. I mean, it's the Caribbean. Whatever you, if you see all these um, ads about the Caribbean in mm -hmm. in the TV, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So we have that. We also have the rainforest. We have the Mayan ruins. I mean, Scott has the Egyptians, the Pharaohs. We the, we have the Mayans. So yeah. it's just um, and and I. But the but the best the people. We are extremely friendly. I mean, uh, if there is a country that is Central Latin America in general is it, we are very friendly people. So uh, yeah, that's those are the things that we have here in Honduras. Cool. Food also is good. This is great. 
not enough time. Like like your topic, like this nine ten in general, just not enough time to go into detail about all this stuff. So uh, hopefully in Denver we'll do it over a beer at some place or over dinner and um, go a little deeper. But I want to just say thank mm-hmm. you very much, guys, for joining us today. Uh, thanks very much for all the work you put into this course. Um, you know we're not getting paid for this, right? It's all volunteer, but so many people are going to benefit from this and. Um, your time is invaluable, and I know the NIAAA will appreciate it, and uh, we'd certainly appreciate it from the Globetrotting ADs. And anybody out there is listening, when the 910 comes out, you're going to get a wealth of information, and it's going to be great. So thanks again for all you put into it. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. Muchas gracias. Muchas gracias. Until next week, this has been another episode of the Globetrotting ADs.